Riverside. We are back again, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a few weeks. It's been a minute. We've had a lot of football happening, but of course, we've also had a lot of lot of happenings with the panel. Fortunately, one of our guys, Wade, as you know, hasn't been well and has fallen to the dreaded COVID, which we've all gone through at some point, no doubt, in our lives right now, the way that it's rampant across Australia. But you know what? He's back. He's ready. He's ready to talk. And of course, there's plenty to talk about because the last time we were on this podcast, he pretty much said Arsenal are nailed on, if I'm not mistaken. But that looks to have changed now and we'll dive into that given the last three weeks that we've been away. Having said that, of course, we've got the resident United fan, Rudds. He's back. He's vocal. Well, not as much. Uh, three weeks ago, he was uh, painting a picture about underlying numbers. I believe those were just lying numbers, not underlying. So we'll have to see what's going on at United. Not looking good, losing, of course, to a hapless Everton over the weekend. And, of course, we're going to spend a bit of time on, on, on the big game that occurred on the weekend, the top two. What a contest, what a result, and what a performance from the two teams. But first, welcome back, gents. It's been a while. I'm sure you're all happy to be back. Uh, Rads, you glad to be back on, on the mic, bro? Much, much happening the last three weeks? Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back, Oz. So, where do we I start? Know, very smug there because I don't know. <laughs> last time, you know, I think there was reasons to be optimistic on both teams. The last time, I think we were United had just beaten Spurs. And uh, I think I was saying, uh, I think Spurs are out of this top four race. <laughs> three, weeks, three weeks later... <laughs> Spurs are looking like they nailed on now. You know that's that's how that's how things change so quickly. I'm hoping that um, three weeks time we're saying, "Hey, United!" You know we were writing him off, but now they look nailed on. But I, I honestly can't see that happening. United have been have been quite poor. I think um, the underlying numbers were were decent up until the Atletico game, but they've thrown it in now. So I think um, those those players. A lot of them are, are disgracing themselves. If I'm if I'm being totally honest in terms of the output and what they're doing on the field, you know, um, you start the game up with a high level of optimism and excitement. You're watching your team and your boys play, and then after 20 minutes, you're like, hey, I don't know if I can swear on this thing, but you know what I'm trying <laughs> to say. You say, hey, this is this is balls. Like, you know, you're watching this thing and you're like, these also are getting paid more more than any other team in the league. And, you know, they, uh, uh, there was all in one of the group chats the other day that said, hey, United are like the worst team in the league. And and I actually found it hard to argue with that. I'm like, you, know, you look at them playing and what they're doing and, and you know, and, and the current form, it's like, if you were a team in the bottom, you want to play United. Now that you're playing United next, you're like, you know, if if Norwich beat United, I don't, I don't think there'll be many people too surprised. You'd be like, yeah, well, United are, are, are gone and done. They just waiting for the season to end. So it might be, and and I'm an idiot because I'll be watching that game again. Um, and I'm an idiot because I watched the game against Liverpool as well, thinking that maybe they can do something. And then I watched them against Arsenal, thinking they can do something. So let, let's let's see how much of an idiot I am after those after the next couple of weeks. Well, look, Rads, uh, you won't be the only idiot around in the world because uh, there's been plenty of us fans following our teams in dark times um, and getting up every game with renewed hope that this is the time it turns around. And sometimes it just never does, unfortunately. Well, I, I now fully understand what it was like to be a Liverpool supporter <laughs> back in the day. So. <laughs> I can't argue with that, especially when it came, especially when it came to the know, league. Like, it, especially uh, like... Yeah, and then you're watching Liverpool compete for the title. Like, you know, that's that's what it was. Except the one thing I, I, I can give to Liverpool, even when they weren't as good and they were, you know, and, and they were just out of the top four. When it came it to United versus Liverpool, yeah. you always still expected a game. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, 
Yeah, and 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 it's to the point now where I'm not sure that United are going to give Liverpool a game next week. So you know that's that's a real fear um, of, of mm. what you know <laughs> what the shit show is going to look like then. Wade, I guess coming to you, you know, a great opportunity for Arsenal to have done something in the last couple of weeks, but uh, the wheels have seemed to come off completely. I mean, obviously you had that loss to Liverpool a few weeks ago and, and then you bounce back, but, you know, back-to-back losses, the, the, the Crystal Palace loss would hurt because you were completely poor and you got put to the sword by, by Crystal Palace and then follow that up with another insipid performance against uh, Brighton, who who can't score to save their lives in most games and yet manage to get two. Um, you know, it sounds like our our compatriot Rudd has, has thrown in the towel pretty much on the four. You know, there'd always be a glimmer of hope. But are you feeling the same boat? Like this is this is now Spurs to lose and, and Arsenal are in a bit of a rut? Yeah, I think Spurs have looks like they've hit form at the right time. Um, you know, they're scoring goals, a lot of goals. Um, I think we always said that as long as they have the Conte factor, plus Kane and Son, that, you know, anything's possible when you've got match winners like that in your team. You don't necessarily have to be playing well. And I actually watched the first half of the Villa game on the weekend, and they should have been down 3-0 at half-time. But somehow... They went in 1-0 up, and I didn't even bother watching the second half because I knew they'd managed to kick on from there. Uh, and then you check the score again, and it's 4-0. So they've got those players in their team. Um, you know, it was, it was always, uh, always going to get to a point where things were going to get a bit hairy for us. We've got a young squad. Um, the last two performances haven't been good. They've been really, really poor. I think it's coincided with um, Thomas Party not really being fit against Palace uh, and subsequently getting injured. And then, you know, we, we haven't got a squad where, you know, you can you can replace that type of player. So if we lose a party and a Tierney, um, which we have, you really see it because the guys that, that are coming in are just not at that level. Like when we have Thomas Party in the midfield and he's performing to his to his best, he changes the whole outlook of our team. So, you know, unfortunately, we don't have that squad to replace those players yet. So it's going to be a battle, man. I'm not going to throw in the towel just yet because I think we're pretty much, if we win our game in hand, we're still level on points. Um, we still have to play each other. I know our running is probably not as good as, as Spurs. we still got to play Chelsea. we still got to play United. So while they're in the driving seats at the moment, you know, we've seen the league change and turn, you know, constantly this season. So going to hold on to hope, but it's it's going to be tough now, especially with the injuries to the key players that we have. So let's see if we can bounce back against Southampton. There's not too many other teams I'd rather play right now. Um, you know, Southampton are in a shocking run of form. So it could be a good bounce back game for us. If we lose that one or we drop points against Southampton, then it's going to be tough because I think we played Chelsea United and then West Ham straight after that. Hey, but, really but that, game where, that game against Southampton, I know you want to bounce back, but surely they need to bounce back as well. Yeah. After losing 6-0, like, you know, you, you'd expect there to be some sort of performance back from them. Um, you know, obviously, you know, all things considered, Arsenal should win that game, but um, I think it'll be a tough game. Um, it'll be, yeah. Yeah, especially ซีนทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีมทีม
to that Spurs front line. I was talking to Connell yesterday and saying, you know, outside of Sun and Kane, there wasn't really another goal through the team. You know, Lucas Moura now and again, Bergwijn. But now you've got Kulusevski who, down the right-hand side, is a genuine goal threat. So it adds mm-hmm. another dynamic. Benton has been good as well. Um, I, I know they've just lost uh, Matt Doherty in the back, who's who since he's come on, he's been really prolific um, down, down that um, that right right hand side. So mm-hmm. goals have come through him. So whether that you know that injury maybe you know give a little bit of a slim of hope. Um, you got um, them playing Brighton this week, and Brighton. I mean, obviously, you've seen first hand. Brighton are a decent team, so you know. Let's let's hope that there's still a story to be told. Because if there's a story to be told, hopefully, United got a chapter to say. Um, but yeah, let's be honest. Let's see. Yeah. That that's that that's me um, clutching at the slimmest glimmer of hope. That's a good point you make about Kulusevski because the one thing Spurs didn't have was someone who's a little bit creative, you know, to mix it up with um, with Son and Kane. They've, they've lacked that creative spark. Like, you look at their midfielders, like Wings and um, Hoiberg and these guys, they're not really creative forces, you know. They're more just your your workhorses in the middle of the park. So to get someone like Kulusevski who can run with the ball, he can beat players, he can go outside, he can go inside, um, he's creative. It takes a lot of the pressure off Kane and Son to just sort of hit you on the break all the time. I think they can actually sustain attack now through Kulisevsky because he's so good with the ball at his feet. So, you know, I think that was a really, really good signing for them. And Son and Kane only need one or two chances and they're going to take them. So all the momentum is with them now. They're fully in the driving seat. And, you know, it was always going to be a factor at some stage. You know, you looked at their form previously, it was pretty much win-loss, 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 draw, win. Like, they couldn't string a run of performances together. So now that they're doing it at the right time, um, yeah, you're absolutely right, but they got all the momentum at the moment. So it's going to be hard to stop them for me, I think. I think we might have lost Connell, but just in terms of that, like, um, their running is a bit tough. Um, you know, they don't play Liverpool. Um, which is a big game. I think it's unfortunately for for the league and the story of the league. I think that um, um, North London derby is coming too late in the season for it to be massive impact. So you'd hope yeah. that um, from an Arsenal perspective that it, it is a massive uh, a massive game mm. because it means that second second last game of the season. There's penalty, still something penalty. to play for. Yeah. You, you in it, and if you beat Spurs, you know you're top four. So you you hope that that'll be the case. But um, on, on this, I would have preferred that game to be like next week, yeah. um, similar to the Liverpool, where you can say, you know, who's who's gonna take who's gonna take the ball by the horns. But um, I've, I've said it before. I think the the reason these teams are fighting for the top uh, for the fourth spot is because they're not good enough to. To fight for the for the league title, which means yeah, they're gonna 100%. drop yeah. games. So, yeah. um, you know, let's 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 see who drops up, uh, slips up next. Well, it's certainly wide open, gents. That's for sure. And with each passing week, it seems there's an informed team and then uh, someone that joins the outform table. So, plenty to watch in the top four. Of course, the relegation side of things. Before we move to the clash, where we'll probably spend most of our time. Um, the bottom of the table. I mean. Guys, it looks like it's done and dusted. Surely we think... I mean, I'll be honest. I actually watched that Everton game against United. First off, I'm not sure how Everton actually won that game. They are absolutely dreadful. I'm not quite sure what Frank Lampard is trying to do there. But it was absolutely symbolic viewing. I've never seen a... They look like a Sunday league team, to be honest. But somehow they scored a goal and they won. United dropped their points. I agree with you, bro. Like I, I looked at Everton and at, in, in the United game, and I'm like, how are these? How is this team beating us? I know there was a, a deflected goal, and there wasn't much more of a threat from them, but they, they were not good. I mean, um, United are just at the point where um, once things go against them, they give up, sort of thing. So um, mm. it was a perfect picture for them. But I can't see them winning too many other games. It was a dreadful week for Burnley. Well, weekend. Because obviously it was a big, big game against Everton that they've 
that they got the win against and they deserve that win against Everton. Um, but I, I can't see Everton winning too many more games. Um, so well, if you look at their fixtures, them. if you look at their fixtures coming up, they've got they've got a really tough, you know, run of fixtures. You go from Leicester to Liverpool to Chelsea and Leicester again. So yeah. they could honestly, I mean, what I saw on Saturday, and I'm not sure if you saw the game, Wade, but I don't think I've seen such a poor team in all my my time watching the Premier League, except maybe for Derby when they picked up 11 points all those years ago. But that is how putrid Everton actually were. And I'm not sure how they collect any points. So, you know, Rads, to your point, within a few weeks after those those few games, they could be they could be easily bottom three. And Burnley might actually get out the bottom three based off how poor Everton actually are, not how, not how decent Burnley are, because they're just as crap at the minute. Yeah, I think Burnley are just one of those teams where... Um, they got good, and they can get results. They're not they're not good to look at, but on the and they did at the bottom because um, they've got that grit because they they meant to be disciplined and sit back and and and, and you know drown teams out. But um, so I think they will get a couple of results, but they'll also get a couple of shitty ones like the Norwich one. So um, it's going to come down to the wire. I think I, I can't see Everton running away with it um, and, and winning too many more games, like I said. So I think that's still going to be close. But the other two, Watford and, and Norwich. They're done. They're as good as they're done. Yeah, done. I agree with that. I think we are, I think Burnley right runs there. They're not going to go out and, and, and take games, you know, by the horns, but they're the, probably yeah. the most difficult team to beat when you look at those at the bottom four, especially on current form. You, you really have to grind out results. They... They, they defend, you know, in a compact way. They make it hard to break them down. They're physical with you. So they're not a team that anybody really can just go and run through. Um, and it looks like the other guys that they're competing with at the bottom there, those guys look like they can they could concede at any stage. So I think, yeah, Burnley would be the hardest team to beat out of those four. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough for Everton, man. We spoke about their fixtures before, how they've got, you know, a lot of teams in the top half of the table left. So yeah. you have to worry for them. Um, even even with the victory over Man United on the weekend, you know, usually you'd be thinking, all right, this is going to make them kick on. But you watch the game and there wasn't anything there to suggest that this could be a kick-on sort of moment. It was more just yeah. sort of a smash and grab. Pure luck. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you Pure luck and a useless Man United at the same time. So yeah, well, that's a, a thing, perfect combination. It, is, it, is it Everton or is it just where Man United are at the moment? Probably a bit of both. Um, but it's going to be a struggle for them. And I can't believe Everton are in this position, honestly, because you thought a couple of years ago when Mashiri took over that they could really kick on building a new stadium. You know what I mean? It's probably a lot of optimism amongst the fans, but it's just all gone pear shaped. And it comes down to bad business, really. You know, bad it does. Yeah. Um, that defense is awful. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough time for Everton at the moment. You know, I said it a few weeks ago with Everton, and it's just, it's when you throw darts at a board and kind of hope that they land, you're going to run into trouble. And I feel like they've done that with a few of the players. And you look at, Brads, you said it in our group, you know, Delhi Ali. You look at players, I called it last season when they signed. Um, uh, what's his name? Rod- uh, Rodriguez. The, yeah, former Real Madrid. James Rodriguez. Yeah. Where are they going with these players? I just, I don't understand it. They, they're square pegs in round holes. Mm. They're names that, you know, because the Premier League at the end of the day has the money, these players also are sniffing out a, a, a payday. Mm. Let's not kid ourselves. And Everton are going, well, come here. You can play at, there's no fit or anything in what we're doing. We're sacking managers left, right, and center. We don't know where we're going. And they find themselves in this position because it's just one bad decision after another. I could not believe I was looking at, when I was watching Calvin Lewin, he he went back to that player that I was like, this guy's not a Premier League player. He was running around like a complete headless chicken on Saturday. And you can see the confidence has completely drained out that team. So they yeah, are but- definitely in the mix for relegation. I suppose to be fair to Calvin Lewin, and I know Wade, um, Arsenal are probably looking at him. Um, and if Everton were to go down, it'd probably be someone you want to pick up. Um, but he's not fit yet. He's he's had a long term injury, um, so um, you know you'd hope that he get into some form. But 
when the team's not in that not, team, not in yeah, that team. When the team's playing so poorly, you, you just wonder where your chances are going to come from because they don't create that many chances at all. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Can I just, just on that point, and I know, sorry, this might be a little bit off topic, and because we, you mentioned that Arsenal might be in for DCL, someone I really like, guys, is Ivan Tony. Um, I've watched a bit of him this year, you know, and obviously he came in to the Premier League on the back of a massive season in the Champions League, score, um, in the Championship, sorry, um, scoring over 30 goals and stuff like that, but the guy looks elite in everything that he does, man. Not just his goal scoring and his, his aerial ability, but he's so good technically, you know? Um, linking up play, uh, playing those little through balls. He's smart. He's clever. Uh, well, same thing, isn't it? Um, but, like, he's just his first touches, yeah, and they are so good, man. I really, really yeah. like him. I don't know. What, what's your guys' thoughts? I know this is... Going along sideways. What do you guys think of Tony? I'm impressed. I'm, I've, I've got similar views to you. I know he's one of the best penalty takers as well. In um, the world at the moment. In the world, based on mm. his record. And um, you know, I, I think the the one thing though is he'll probably come at a pretty penny. Because, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I mentioned Calvert Lewin because I'm thinking that'll be a cheap option for yeah. a decent striker. I think. Ivan Tony, you'll have to break the bank um, to to get him out. And, and when I say break the bank, it means you're paying more than what he he's typically should be worth. And that's yeah. why you normally go for continental strikers because they're going to be um, better value for money than anyone that's got a, that that's an English striker. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, um, if he gets on the plane to. Um... To the World Cup as well this year, you see his price is probably going to go up, and of apparently the odds are is 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 odds on to be in that squad. So be interesting. Well, yeah, between him, throw that out there. I rate the guy very yeah. highly. Yeah. yeah, between him and the other one would be Jared Bowen. So that that's an interesting mm. one who gets that spot um, because you know Rashford's fallen off a cliff um, mm. in terms of his form, and you know a couple you know. Not even twelve months ago, you were looking to say a crash with one of United's, you know, top stars. But you know, he's fallen so far off where he he can't get close to the England team. So mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. an opportunity there for for players like um, Ivan Tony and and Jared Bowen because Jared Bowen's been phenomenal as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I would I, just to close off on that topic. Right, I've I've rated Ivan Tony from the day he walked into the Premier League and I saw him. There was just something about him. And I know he didn't score a lot of goals at one stage, but it's, you've got to give players time to adapt to to the Premier League, you know. And I feel like he has, you know, whether Brentford, they're obviously going to stay up this season, whether they stay in the, in, the, in the Premier League for an extended period of time, he will be a Premier League player. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's at Arsenal or somewhere, you know, sort of more towards teams fighting at the bottom or mid-table, he is a quality player and he has all the attributes to make it in the Premier League. So I, I really like him. I really do. Um, well, who knows? He could be an Arsenal player in the future. Um, I guess we'll shift gears, guys, and of course, talk about, you know, the battle that happened at the Etihad this weekend. So there was obviously massive build-up to the game and I know it split a lot of opinion in this group and there were opinions shared about rivalries. Of course, this game was hyped up to the absolute maximum by just about everybody in football. If you followed anything, you would have heard Roy Keane, you would have heard Jamie Carragher, you would have heard Gary Neville, you would have heard Tim Sherwood, you would have heard anybody involved in football talking about the two greatest teams in the world, the greatest rivalry in the Premier League, the greatest coaches on the planet. Everything was just great about this, all right? This is the, the, the media hype going into this game. Of course, we had the spectacle of the actual game, which was a brilliant game, and, and rightly so. It was a really, really entertaining game for, for the most part. Two great teams coming together. Wade, I might start with you. You you have an opinion on this rivalry. I'd love you to be able to share it. What are your thoughts on this Pep Guardiola rivalry and, the, of course, the Man City-Liverpool rivalry that is... Uh, been uh, developing over the last four to five seasons. Yeah, so look, um, I can understand the points that are being made in regards to, you know, being the two best teams uh, in the league at the moment, arguably the two best teams in the world at the moment. 
two best managers in the world at the moment as well. Like I, I get all that, and and I, I think the, there's nobody that can question the quality, right? Um, that these two teams are are putting on display every week, and then have been for the last few years. But I just feel like for me, when you talk about like a great rivalry, and Erats, you put it well the other day. You said it's a good rivalry for the league, which I think it is. Like for you know, when you're looking at the Premier League now and you're looking at the, the two hottest teams, it's it's a rivalry in that regard, for sure. You know, yeah. it has to be, right? It's the two teams at the top competing week in, week out, neck and neck, and they look like they're on a different level to everyone else at the moment. So quality-wise, there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no argument to be had there. They're definitely the, the two best quality teams in the world. But for me, when you talk about a rivalry, I don't know, there's something personal about a rivalry. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain sort of, hate is a strong word, but you guys know where I'm going. There's an emotional attachment that you yeah. have when you go into these games. Right? For me, us going to play Stoke is a big rivalry. It's a massive rivalry for us because there's history there. Like, Aaron Ramsey, they broke his leg. We always went there. They always gave us a hard time. You I know, know you're not comparing Stoke, Manchester City and Liverpool to Arsenal Stoke. I know, I know that's not I'm what you're trying to do. Rivalry. I'm talking about when you talk about a rivalry between two teams. There's, there's some personal... But hang on. There, 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 is, there is an emotional connection there. The only, I, I, would, I, I would say your rivalry... I would say your rivalry is based on... I'd love to know what the definition of a rivalry is in yeah, this I'm group because this we obviously my definition is Connell. It's it's personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is personal. It's personal. It is it's so 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 hang on, hang on. But you're saying you're saying an Arsenal Stoke game is personal to you, right? It's not personal to me. I, I don't look at yeah. yeah, but I don't I don't personally but hang on, I don't look at Arsenal versus Stoke as a rivalry. That's just another game. And uh, we have a laugh about it. It's the fact There's that Stoke. Though. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're saying, you're saying, you're saying it's impersonal to you. So how is that any different that a Liverpool Manchester City game would be personal to a Liverpool fan? It's no different. Like nothing really. Yeah. Is nothing well, it's all nice. What are you talking about? But stop. But when you. It's like. But then, okay. Now hang on. Now you're getting to the crux of it. Now you get. But now you're getting to the crux of it. Honestly. Never but that's my point, Wade. Hang on. But now you're but now you're hitting the actual point here because you're talking about a rivalry is then defined by the animosity between the two teams. It's that's what defines a rivalry. Animosity to a certain extent, but it feels personal. Is really my my underlying. But I'll tell you right now, it feels very personal to me when we take on Manchester City. So is that nah, not a definition of? Uh, of course it does. Of course yeah, it does. I don't know. How can you tell me no? How can you? How can the two of you sit there? Hang on. How can the two of you sit there and tell me how I feel about the game where Liverpool play Manchester City? Because because we get your messages you're like, oh my God, these are two of the best teams I've ever seen. Man City move the ball. That, that's not a, come on, bro. I want to see Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. That's that's what you talk about the greatest rivalry of all time. Not not these not these two managers that are hugging and kissing at the end of the game. With are also arguing on a nah, come but on. But there you is, go. That's your definition of a rivalry, bud. Yeah, but that's nah, your definition that's, of a rivalry. The yo, game has this, changed. You're still living in 1980, where you nah, want knives you and, got, got and pizzas flying. Beating. Those days are over. Those days are over. This is not a rivalry. The still exists. Of course, it's a rivalry. It's it's not a rivalry to you because you have no emotional connection to it. You don't have any emotional connection. Of course I do. How can you tell you me no I don't hatred. have an emotional no, connection? No, no, dislike. There's nothing in there that says... You don't have to have a rivalry to dislike. You have it's a sporting rivalry. No, you don't. No, you don't. Respectful and yes, we like the way you play. But there's no feeling. There's no real feeling there. Come on, surely. Come on. The rivalry is got to be... If it's any team, you've got to beat. Nah, bro. Rivalry is it. The feeling you've got to have, Connell, is that there's any team we've got to beat, it has to be there. We've got to make sure this is the yeah. team that we hate. We've got to make sure we, we get there, they know about us. You know, it's not just about being in their faces, still, not just beat them. Yeah, rubbing in your face. We win, we win, we're going to go to their fans and say, 
Sorry, stick well, it up what fans? There's no Manchester City fans to give it to, so that's half the yeah, problem, right? They have been games where United have played Liverpool off the park, but a Liverpool supporter will never, will never say that. They're like, ah, you know, I was unlucky, ah, you know, because there's, there's the one team, whereas if Man City beat you, you say, say, hey, shit, Man City is so good. Oh, wow. I love the, I love the way they play. <laughs> the best team at moving the ball around. You would have never given any, that the hatred you'll add for, for United in that rivalry, that's a genuine rivalry. Like when that's you a play, different type, but that's a different. There's different types of rivalries. No, I no, no, no. When you say what is a rivalry, don't tell me. No, different I think types. okay. That you want to hang on? That's a that's your the definition of a rivalry is very simple. Let's go to the Oxford uh, English language here, Chance, and let's look at what the definition is. The competition for the same objective or for superiority in the same field. It doesn't talk about emotional. Doesn't talk about. The simple competi- no, competition no, so, of the same no, that's, objective. That, that's, that's what it rivalry, is. That's rivalry. That's what it is. But that's what rivalry is. is. What you're saying then is that right now there's no rivalry between Liverpool and United because they're not, they're not going for the same targets? Well, they are. United just aren't good enough to go to be at the top yeah. end. But there's still the rivalry so, still exists. You're saying pretty much any team you play against, it's a massive rivalry because they're both going for the same target. So when you're playing Benfica tomorrow... You're both trying to win the Champions League, right? Benfica. So, so but that's a massive rivalry because you're both going for the same same target. Or if At you're playing end. in the Champions League final, right? The Champions League final against two teams that are two of the best in the world. Well, you're gonna stick to why you guys do Champions. Let's stick to the league. We're talking about the league. No, but, but but just for context, right? So two teams fighting for the Champions League title, right? Because they're the two best in their respective leagues. Just that so you end up playing Bayern Munich and Liverpool. I think, the Champions a, I think the Champions League is a separate would, argument. I think the, Champions, I think the Champions League is a separate but, argument. No, but by definition of what you just said, two teams that are competing in the same competition or for the same prize and for superiority. Well, they're rivals. They are rivals. By the definition. But the definition is 100% right. But this is my point. That's the definition. So you are actually 100% right. Every game, you're playing a rival. You are 100% right, and that is a rivalry. The emotional connection that goes on to that is a personal choice, but that doesn't change the fact that Manchester City and Liverpool is a rivalry. It may not be to the levels of, hang on, it may not be, hey, but you can't tell me how I feel. I can't understand why you two are trying to tell me how I feel about a game, because you, of course it's how I feel, I'm the one, it's my team. You're trying to fabricate a rivalry. We understand you're the two best teams at the moment, and that's fine. Why can't you just have that? You're one of the two best teams right now. Because it is a rivalry. I didn't say best English rivalry ever. Nah, no way. I never said best English. I never said best English rivalry. That's that's a lot of actually. That's a lot of ex. That's a lot of ex professional players in the media, including one Gary Neville saying it, and Roy Keane, and Roy Keane. He loves it that the two best teams are the ones that are fighting for the prizes. The only person who said it's the greatest rivalry is Jamie Carragher. And he said it by his own admission. He was doing it to rile up people. He was, he was fishing. So you mean he, much like, you, mean, think, you, think. you mean much like I've riled the two of you up in this conversation? <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> it is, it is, we want to see, right? We want to see Mourinho telling, telling Wenger to, like, you want to see some of these, yeah. you know, that, those, 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 those interactions, those moments, those moments make a rivalry yeah. Yeah. and make it, oh, you know, in 10 years' time, we'll say, oh, yeah, Liverpool and Man City were good, but, you know, that came in. We're good. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think you'll be saying that we're good if you're talking about the quality of the play. Hey, if you're talking about the rivalry, that's different. Actually, okay, just while we're talking about being good, surely Liverpool have to win more than one Premier League for this even to be considered because it's one-way traffic at the moment. Even if we're talking about on-field and what's going on, Connell. Like, they, what, City have won, what, three or four? So Liverpool's won? So can three, we yeah. say, like, you know, at this point, it's it's a ride going back and forth. Like, Liverpool have to win a couple more to at least... Liverpool have to win it this year. For it to be a genuine... Arsenal were the only two teams winning the league for a good seven, 
Yeah, I I take the point. I take the point, but you're I think you're not taking into context the the. You can smile, Rads, but in all your years with United and Liverpool, uh, sorry, United and Arsenal, you don't even get close to getting 100 points. So when no you're sitting, but hang on, in any no other, but no, yeah, but, but you're saying you're, you're, you're downplaying the Liverpool side as if City have been running away with the league. We could have yeah. won the league two years ago, but they haven't. They haven't. Yeah, but, yeah, but that, of course. There's no, no one gives a shit who finishes second. There's, no one's day, arguing that. Gonna, that's a, that's nobody's gonna, arguing that. But yeah, nobody's so arguing that point. You can argue to say, hey, but, you know, you weren't getting 100 points. No, no, no. Wade's, Wade's argument was it's not a rivalry because no City have run City have not run away with I'm the league. Let's, let's just put that into perspective. Points. I'm just saying oh. let's not exclude that point. I think that's an important thing to put in there is the fact that Liverpool have only won one championship in this period, right? Yeah. That's correct. The teams of, of all time and all the sort of stuff that's coming out. Like, I think we just need to pull it back a little bit because the fact of the matter is it's like three or four one, really. It's, it's incredible. It is incredible that, that um, Liverpool are competing with Man City given the resources and everything. Yeah. And what, what, what is also incredible is there's one point that separates them. Not only this season, oh, like the last, over the last four years, four years, yeah, yeah it's crazy. That, 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 that is incredible. You've got to take that into context, and that's why I'm not trying to have an argument to say, Hey, you've got to put us. But the reality is, there's one point that separates these two managers over 400 out of 430 points. One point, and and and, and, and that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the, to the leagues. Um, because you know, United lost the league to. To Man City on goal difference, no one gives a shit that you were, were that close and were goal difference, whatever. Got to win it. You got to lift that trophy. Um, and yeah, but you only got eighty-five points. You, you have to take into context the levels the teams are setting these days. Bro. There's a new level. No, you know, no, Klopp no, and them talk no, about it to win the Premier no, League today. Is, it's not about you can't say whatever the level is. The normality of the Premier League was between seventy and eighty points to win the league. It is now post ninety-five. Whatever it is, that makes a huge difference. And if it was that easy to get, if it was that easy to get past ninety-five points, it would have been happening all those years. But guess what? United got into ninety points once in all those years, which means they didn't really have to be that good to actually win the league in those days. They just had to turn up and play. They needed to be better than all the other teams in the league, which in that were. time, and, and, and that's they the probably same. wouldn't it's be able to compete. In the, in the, in the they probably wouldn't be able to compete in the modern day times now. Neither but, would that invincible team. So it's an impossible argument to compare because you could say that invincible team playing in this league would walk the league. You could, and and if, if if White is making that argument, it's it's uh you know, it, how can you really argue against it to say oh but I only got that they, the argument could be about the defense. I think the game league. has changed yeah. since fifteen years ago. Yeah, but you know, in terms of what their team looked like and what they did, and and what they, you know, who's to say that they couldn't go on a run in in, in the current system because, um, you know, um, you could you could argue that you know defenders. Um, maybe in betting that era, or you know, attackers are better in this era, or whatever, whatever the the situation may be in terms of what the what the points totals are and what happens in a league. So, but it's hard to compare eras. It's hard. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, it's, it's an impossible argument because there could have there could have been a, a Liverpool team um from the nineties, you know, um that that could be getting this type of points, but they didn't. Um, but you know, doesn't mean they're not that they couldn't if they were playing. You know, it's, it's an impossible argument. It's an impossible argument. Well, the, I, so I'll put it this way: like I'm only trying to rile you up, right? I understand. In terms of errors, you can never compare errors. The error is the error. If you're in the errors now, these are the two greatest teams in this era. Back in the day, the two greatest teams that I remember between. And let's not get it twisted, Arsenal fans. You weren't great for fucking 20 years. You were great between 98 and 2004. That was a six-year period in my eyes. After that, you were pretty average. Then you've got probably the Chelsea. United. 20 years, though. I don't know why. what comments. Well, United have. United have. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) my My point being is they're the exception to the norm. Most teams are about a five, six-year period where maybe a manager can churn out quality over those two cycles. Chelsea was the same under, uh, what's his name, Mourinho for a period over there. But Chelsea, obviously, that different model. And I think right now, this is what we're seeing. 
It's like trying to ask anybody, you know, who's the greatest player, and then yeah. trying to compare Pele to Maradona to Messi to Ronaldo. But, but you must agree that um, the expectation is that over the next two years, even if you don't win the league this year, Liverpool need to win at least one or two more, right? Um, well, there's the league and there's other things. So I, for, from a, I'll tell you from a Liverpool fan's perspective, in our eyes, with all the cups we're competing in, at the end of Klopp's era, what we would love to see is, obviously, number one is that, for me, is the Premier League, right? So I would love to see Klopp at least have two Premier Leagues in that time, if not three, before he leaves. If I can't have that as an option, the next best thing for me as a fan is the Champions League. Yeah, so, I know. If we, if if at the end of his era he's got one Premier League and three Champions Leagues and a League Cup and a you know an FA Cup and whatever else is added in amongst there, you'd say you know a good job. The reality is Liverpool have done everything to keep up with an unbelievable team, and I can't be upset when we get 97 points and probably maybe even this year 96 points and not win the league. It's not like you can sit there and go, oh, if only we had gotten that. I, I, as a fan, I can't sit there and say that because setting those levels is, is hard enough. Um, but when you're competing with a team like City, mate, watching City on... Uh, this is the difference with Liverpool and City. City, when they play teams, I reckon every single game, they dominate. They may lose a game, but they dominate that game. Every single game. It doesn't matter who they play. They'll dominate the game, but they may lose. Liverpool do not dominate every game. We graph our cakes off most of the time. And sometimes in the games, we are hustling to get a result. But our quality comes through because we are a well-drilled machine. And that is the difference. I'm not going to sit here and say that we are City are the number one team. There's no two ways about that. I'm just happy as a Liverpool fan that we're even in that conversation and consistently in there. So yeah, that's what I said. That's we can ask for. incredible that, that Liverpool continue to compete but I think if when we look back on it we'll be talking about Man City as one of the greatest teams in the Premier League era. Um, and if Liverpool can break that and win for me um, another one or two Premier Leagues I'd have to actually say I'd disagree with the Man City one I'd say maybe Liverpool, I'd, I'd actually put Liverpool in there um, because of or, of how good Man City are that you've, you've, you've been able to win two or three. And the, and, and I'm only saying this, and I get what you're saying, because as a fan, what more can Liverpool do? They're doing everything they can. Like, you can't be disappointed with what, even if you, you end up winning nothing this year, well, you've already won a trophy, but if you if you lose in the Champions League final to City and, you, and you're behind them by one point in, Champions League final, in, in the Premier League, you know, how can you really be upset with that, given the standards that, that Man City That's has? That's it. Yeah. But that's tough. That's tough. My argument is just to be called one of the greatest Premier League teams. For me, I think they need to win one or two more. Um, and and I'm sure that you agree with that. It's hard. I mean, we can go in circles because I still feel that the levels being set have never been set before. So the argument about the have to win is, I get that part. But yeah. it, it, the hard part. To, to accept is that they've set the level. The level is they got 97 points and lost the league. They'll probably get 90 freaking six this year and probably lose the league again. So yeah. as a fan, it's so, like... So I think in 10 years' time, though, if we look back at it and let's say Liverpool only win this one in this era, in 10 years' time, people are going to look back and go, Man City dominated that era. Yes, Liverpool yeah. were good, but they're gonna talk. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna say that. I, I really yeah, don't think. Forget about who finished second final. I don't. If you if you not, let's say City win it this year again, that's like five one. It's 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 gonna be hard to say that those were the two teams. You know, what I mean? even though now we're going through it, and I agree with what you're saying. Yes, the levels are high, and they're definitely the two best teams. Easily, yeah. but in ten, fifteen years time, when you look back. If you only won that one, it's it's not going to be as prevalent as what it is now in the conversation. But I don't I don't think you can. So it, when I look at a dynasty or an era, I don't just base it off the Premier League. So for me, it it also comes down to what's going on outside of that. So yeah, but Liverpool that, could have Liverpool could have that five year period though, and in that time they win two two Premier League titles, 
two Champions League titles, maybe a freaking couple of cups on the way there. You know, you include the Club World Cup, maybe an FA Cup or whatever. And in that period, they've won seven, eight trophies. There's no person on planet Earth that's going to sit back and go, no, nah, that team wasn't wasn't any good. You've won yeah, four of the. You've won four major trophies. Four yeah, major I, trophies in that I, period. I think you, you'll be saying, "Hey, Liverpool are a very good cup team." You know, they uh, a very good cup team with two Premier League titles and two Champions League. No, very I'm, good I'm cup saying, team. I'm saying if they don't win a Premier League title, and they've so if you say you'll be you'll be happy with two Champions League titles for for Klopp um, and one Premier League title. So you're telling you, me you're telling me that Real Madrid team that won four in a row. I don't even think they won. They may have won one La Liga title in that time. You don't consider that a great team. You consider yeah. that a great cup team. Yeah, but but four four in a row. Um, yeah, I think well, that's it was three. It was three out of. It was I actually that, three out of four or something. Yeah, I actually think that that's exactly what they were. They were a fantastic Champions League team. They they, they, were, they were built. They were you built can call them that, but that was a great team. That was a great team. If it was that easy to win the Champions League, bro, United would be level on six with Liverpool, but they didn't <laughs> during their 20 years. Yeah, look, United had um, a lot of things that have happened. Um, you know, if, if you're going back to when United were, were first good in Europe and had won, and then the whole, then you've got the Munich disaster and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there, there's mitigating circumstances. There's mitigating to the... <laughs> yeah, but of course, bro. There's, you know, into the, the Ferguson era. You know, feeding into the Ferguson era, we Tom. I wait. Come on, now. You've got to take this. Beyond, saying, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, Liverpool have won one Champions League and they've won one one Premier League. And I think, like I said, all fantastic achievements. But we're talking about whether they'll be in that greatest teams of all time um, discussion. My answer is they need to win more Premier Leagues to be one of the greatest in the Premier League era. Um, and if, yeah, if of course, if Klopp um, walks away with three Champions Leagues with Liverpool, you'll say they were the best European team and the best Champions League I don't team. Think they'll be looked at like that. I'll disagree, and I'll disagree and say that in ten years' time, if that is the case, and there's more Champions Leagues and other cups and uh, one league title. This team will be discussed in the top echelons yeah. of I honestly of don't all think time. That, that Real Madrid team were, were the greatest Champions League team of all time. I don't, I don't even think they were the greatest teams in those seasons that they won the league. Um, sorry, won the Champions League. Um, but such as yeah, but Liverpool are. That's probably the difference. Liverpool are considered one of the top three teams in the world right now. So yeah, but you can't argue with it. So, so when Real Madrid won it, they weren't. But that's just your argument to say, you know, you want three in a row, they've got to be the greatest. But they, they weren't even there. Just they were a really good cup team. I think that's that's exactly where, where they are. And, and I know you, you probably say it's, 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 it's difficult to win the Champions League. And I know it is. But that's, how, that's why they were such a good cup team because they built the team to, you know, that was capable of competing at that level. But they couldn't keep up in the in, in the Spanish league. Um, you know, it's, it's it's yeah. Let's say I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts. Um, well, let's know. let's do this right. Let's I'm mark this day down like, in the calendar. It's like you've already put Liverpool's name on a Champions League trophy. That's so that's how confident you <laughs> sound. Um, well, let's let's put this day down in the calendar, the twelfth of the fourth, and ten years from now when we're doing our three thousandth episode <laughs> on what the football podcast in the year twenty thirty two. Let's have this conversation and see where we're at. We'll be old grey men by then, boys. We'll be nearly in our 50s. So, anyway, it should be fun. Hopefully United have won a few more titles. (laughs) Having said that, I want to close off on this one and I'm going to press you for an answer. Wade, I know you've tipped Liverpool from the start after the game on Saturday. Seven games left. 21 points on offer. Where's it going? Oh man, <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> what my last prediction was because I think I've been Liverpool. Then well, I was you've been Liverpool the whole way. Uh, no, you've actually been Liverpool the whole way. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I did think at one stage that City lead was unassailable, but um, you know the way it's panned out, man. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm just gonna stick with it. I'm I'm gonna stick with Liverpool um, to win it. I've been with them since the start of the season, so. Um, we ap- we appreciate you, Wade. We, we appreciate you. Conversation about whether they're one of the greatest Premier League teams of all time. Yeah. 
Which team equaled the record for most away games won on the bounce? Most away games won. Yeah. Chelsea? Which goalkeeper has given away the most penalties this season, which is also the most ever by a goalkeeper in a single season? Tom Kroll? No. Uh, what's his name? Is his name Butland? No. Meslia. Not Meslia. So it's not the Southampton keeper. He's Butler, not, I think. Not the yeah. Southampton keeper. Oh. Just Michael. Not Michael. Oh. There aren't that many goalkeepers you can keep going through them. I'm just trying to think of the results. Not That's Raya. Cool. What did you say? Costa? No. Raya? No. <laughs> this is a, yeah, I'm just uh, going to guess every bloody keeper there. Oh, Pickford. No, it can't be him. Yeah. Not Jordan Pickford. He didn't give away a penalty. You know, didn't give away. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm thinking of who's the Aston Villa goalkeeper? Uh, Mar- Martinez is, is a no, and Fabianski is a no. Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, running out of running out of teams. What's the Burnley goalkeeper's name? Uh, Pope. 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 And it's not him. <laughs> is... uh, I can't uh, even think uh, of uh, any uh, more uh, freaking uh, teams. We're just gonna go to Ra- every single goalkeeper, yeah. Ramsdale. Not Ramsdale. I give up. I don't even know any more keepers. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have one more crack. I can't even think of the keepers. <laughs> Who's the palace keeper? <laughs> can't even, you can't even think of those names anymore. Unfortunately, unfortunately, no one, no one gets that one. It's Who the, is it? His name is Jose Sa. One of the wolves, best really? in the oh league. Oh my lord, season. wolves! Oh my lord! So, so there's a non, there's a non point for that one. Um. Which West Ham player became the first since Marlon Harewood to score 10 goals at home? Valencia. Bowen. Oh, what? <laughs> it Valencia. is Darren Bowen. Antonio. What's the score like? <laughs> na- Valencia. Who, 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 can you tell me who Valencia is? But I almost got him mixed up with Antonio Valencia. Who won eight? Consecutive away games for the first time in their history. Liverpool. It is Liverpool. What's the score like? Nine one. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is a walkover. Which which team has had the most goal scorers against all competitions, with twenty different goal scorers recorded? Liverpool. It is Liverpool. Oh my god. And it, it, that, the score for this week is, is actually 8 to 1. I should have in bed. Wow. Uh, we'll play that one on COVID, I think. Yeah. No, I feel sorry for Wade with that one. He was. It's definitely. The bed hits you square, bro. I know. I'm yeah. mad at it. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, you don't you know, you know, think there's a fit on your feet, Jack? I'm not. Yeah. No. no. I have been a bit, bit shady today, but that's right. Well done, Connell. Thank you, Wade. Well and once we get the uh, the score update, I'm sure we'll find I have a two-point lead going into the next week. Does that mean maybe Connell takes the lead off that one? I don't know. Let's have a look. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the fans. We'll come back to the listeners on that one. Oh, uh, classic, classic. All right, boys, we are just about at the end of the show. It's been a it's been a great show. I guess uh, it's coming thick and fast, boys. There's games, obviously Champions League midweek. Um, back to FA Cup action on the weekend. And, of course, United playing. And then the, the big rivalry, Man United and, and Liverpool next week, a midweek special. Right? Yeah, well, at least at least you called that one out because I was thought you were going to say, well, Man City and Liverpool this weekend. Again. Uh, it's on again. 
but you know, are you ever going to watch the game? Do you, do you have Paramount Plus, which is which is now the? the oh, I sign up for everything. Yeah, you know what? It was funny when I watched the quarterfinal. I'm sitting there on on ten play, I think, because ten play had the thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. was a game. Hey, these dolls are too clever. Namus go get a subscription to Paramount to Plus Paramount. to watch the quarters, the semis, and the finals. They so catch. I ended up getting it. Yeah, but at, at least you know this. At least one thing with streaming, it's a lot cheaper. So it's like eight bucks you cancel after a month. It's not yeah. like the old days where they lock you in for a year and Foxtel and twelve month contract and yeah, yeah. the season's over. You yeah, you you. But at least. Uh, after two games, after it's only one month subscription, you're gonna need. That's all I'm gonna need, and then I don't care. I've got so many yeah. subscriptions. I've got Apple. I got things coming through my football at the minute with subscriptions. So yeah, unfortunately, United are playing at the same time. So um, that is the big one, Connell. Man United <laughs> are playing Norwich. So I've got no interest in in Liverpool at Man City this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be having that screen on because that United Norwich game will be yeah, well, a disaster. If I, up, if I end up signing for Paramount Plus, you know why. United have... Yeah, wait, this I was going to sign up after about 10 minutes. You'll be on Paramount yeah, Plus description. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I'll message you. I'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. But anyway, boys, it's been a great, a great conversation. We, of course, will be back next week as we dive in we hope you've enjoyed the show it's been three weeks since we've been around ladies and gentlemen but it's been an awesome time to be back and we'll be back every week until the end of the season um having said all that please catch us on our socials we're on facebook we're on twitter and of course we're on instagram at what the football pod you can also catch all our episodes on podbean and of course apple Podcasts. but until next time we bid you adieu